Travelpreneur, this is Nicole Barrett, sales and marketing expert to top hotels, resorts, and travel brands around the world. In my over 15 years in the business, I have seen a real need among travel pros like you to create a unique brand and market themselves and their businesses properly. My goal with this podcast? To help you navigate this world of travel marketing with direct, simple, and effective strategies so you can attract, engage, and convert an audience of your ideal clients and grow that wildly successful travel business that you dream of. So go ahead, get comfy, and stick around for some tips, stories, and maybe even some laughs. Here we go. Hey, Travelpreneur, Nicole here. How are you? Listen, the first thing I want to do is check in with you. I mean, we are, what, two, three weeks into January of 2021, and I want to check in with you. How are you doing? How are you doing with your New Year's resolution or intentions or whatever it is that you have set for yourself and or your business? I would love to know. So drop me a line and let me know. Find me on Instagram at heytravelpreneur or at Nicole S. Barrett and let me know in the DMs how you're doing. I want to check in with you. And then, of course, I'll share with you how mine are going. And then hopefully we can all hold each other accountable. (laughs) Anyway, listen, folks, I am so excited to bring you this episode of the Hey Travelpreneur podcast, where I speak with Mike Marshev. You may know Mike from his own podcast, Mike Top Marshev, which I absolutely love. But Mike is also the author of the book, Become the Exception. And he has been presenting motivational sales and marketing programs to travel pros like you for decades. He has spoken in maybe, I think, 19 countries across four continents. And Mike and I are going to share some marketing strategies with you, some strategies that no matter what industry you're in, but specifically in travel, that you as a travel entrepreneur might want to consider is going to be all about mindset, action, and of course, ultimately results. I am so excited to bring you this episode. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Let's go. Hey, Mike, how are you? Welcome to the Hey Travelpreneur podcast. How are, how are you doing today? Fantastic. It's great to be here, Nicole. I was really looking forward to this session. Same here. Same here. Now, our listeners can't see you, but I can see you because we're doing this via video. And I'm actually quite jealous because you're sitting outside on what I'm thinking is winter. Yes, it's, it's, it's so funny down here because we get the news, I guess the Northeast, uh, Boston is maybe bracing for a snowstorm coming yes. in. Yes. And it, it, it's bizarre. We just, I just don't get it. It's 80 degrees and <laughs> I got fluffy clouds and palm trees and we just don't make that connection. We don't. And I can actually see the fluffy clouds in, in behind you in the blue sky. I'm pretty jealous. But hey, listen, you know, we each have our own little thing. A snowstorm or a hurricane, which is it? There you, well, bingo, there you go. That's it. <laughs> And we should point out that you're in Florida, correct? Correct. Delray Beach. Delray Beach. Lovely, lovely. And before we actually, before we hit the record button on here, we were talking about um, your triathlon that that's coming up that you're registering for, that you're registering for soon. Uh, And you and I, when we touched base last week, we're talking about uh, the fact that I want to do a triathlon, but the swimming part scares me. So another thing that I'm jealous about is the fact that you're doing a triathlon. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, about 23 years ago, mm-hmm. I, I bit off the, the full Ironman, which is the 140.6 mile race. I was 48 at the time. And then I kind of took the next 20 years off. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend of mine who said, boy, I always wanted to do that. And uh, I said, well, well, your friend of mine, you probably know him, Stuart Cohen. Yes. And we decided that along with our my my former coach to get back in the game and try one more and we were signed up for memphis in last uh, october mm-hmm. uh, and we were ready we were trained we were all set ready to roll and then uh, it was canceled ah. so we didn't want to wait another year for the goal you know the, the objective the goal so we didn't want to wait that long so we found one in the gulf coast in may and we decided to to do one in may because that'll come quicker than of course october We'll get it over with. And then if we want to, then we'll also go back to Memphis in October. So it just oh, gives lovely. us a goal 
an objective to to start training and getting in shape again. And very difficult for me. It's, it's uh, at age seventy one. I thought in a couple of weeks I'd get back into it, but it's been it's it takes some time to get your body back into the game. You, but you're keeping at it. But I like to equate you training for a triathlon. You and I spoke about this before because I ran the Boston Marathon, and and I like to equate that to business, which we're gonna get into a little bit, but. You started saying it's something that you've always wanted to do. You took some time off. You got back into it. You had to set goals. You also had challenges in terms of the cancellation. And you had a coach, right? So that, that coming back to business is, especially during a time like this, right, where um, we have challenges. Hopefully, there are travel entrepreneurs out there who are using different coaches for whatever part of their business that they need to, but also people who maybe took some time off their career and are starting up again, right? It's just funny how it all ties together, don't you think? Well, it it, it does. And there's a lot of similarities and a lot of uh, uh, examples you you can use. But the the one I use, Nicole, most often over the years is that the mind, the Mm -hmm. mind quits first. Uh, when when yes. you feel that it's no use, you're too tired, that mm-hmm. you don't want to do it, you, your mind is saying, don't be, don't be crazy, you're done. But, but your body's not done. Right. Your mind may want to be done, but you're not done. And I think too many people today in business or getting back into shape, mm-hmm. their mind says, Who, who's fool? You're fooling you. You're fooling yourself. Yes. Stop. Stop. And you've got to get to that next, you've got to get through that. And we've mm-hmm. got to train up here. And in business, it, the same thing happens is that you, you want to, I called him twice. You know, he doesn't want to talk to me. So, so you quit. I yeah. wrote five emails. I don't want, it doesn't work. I want to quit. Yeah. And it's not time to quit yet. It's, it's not, not time. time I agree. Kind of like how my mind was telling me, you know, at mile 16 through the Boston Marathon to call an Uber. My body was done because my mind was done, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. Uh, I finished the race, but it's the same thing in business, especially you know, going through challenging times like we're going through right now, I'm sure there are many people out there who are thinking, okay, you know what? It's the perfect time to quit. You know, like you said, I've sent five emails. No one's responding. No one's re-engaging with me. It's time to quit. I've made several Facebook posts or Instagram posts and no one is engaging. It's time to quit. But consistency is key. And I'm glad you said that because it brings me beautifully into your company, which is Head for Sales. And your three-word slogan for that is Mindset Action Results. And you touched on mindset just a little bit. Can you go into those three parts uh, a little bit deeper for me? Well, I think it all starts upstairs. It, it all starts right. up in your head. And I think that bringing it back to travel, mm-hmm. I think that many people in the business really don't have the confidence in themselves and in the value they are in position to bring to the, to the relationship. I, I think mm-hmm. that they just don't believe it. And in order to become successful today, minimum, you, you have to understand that you are in position to help people. You, you are the person who can get the job done. Yes. And, if, and I think too many people are just going through the motions and feel that oh, they can do it themselves on the internet or they don't mm-hmm. want to pay my fee mm-hmm. or they can go direct to the hotels with 800 numbers. And they don't feel that they are a significant uh, piece of the puzzle. Yes. And, and once you understand that, then, then you have to understand something else. Out of 7 billion people in the entire world, 7 billion, I can divide 7 billion people, Nicole, into two categories. And once you divide 7 billion people into two categories, your life and your business becomes very, very simple and logical. And here they are. Okay. The two groups, people I can help and the other kind. <laughs> That's it. Beautiful. And, Beautiful. and too many agents are hooking on to the other kind right. and playing to the wrong audience. That's another line I use is that, that don't play to the wrong audience. When you get 10 people who enjoy your company and one person thinks you're a creep, don't play to the creep. Right. Don't play to that person. Play to the people who appreciate your value and what you can do for them. Yes. And I'm going to stick a pin right there because that's beautifully said, by the way, Mike. And something that I keep talking to travel agents about is that a lot of them want to be liked. And we also have to understand that we're not going to like 
everyone, not everyone's going to like us and that is quite okay. But you have to put yourself out there knowing that you're here to help someone. You have to give people a chance to choose you. But you can't, they can't choose you if you don't put yourself out there, right? And it goes back to remembering your why. Like your why is you're not in this for you. Think of all the people who need your help. And because we're caught up in the, you know, sometimes we get caught up with, a, with our circle. It's great to have a great circle around us. But we get caught up because we're in the same circle of travel agents, same, same circle of travel professionals. And so we think that there's no one else outside of this and everyone knows everything and they don't. There are people waiting out there for what we have to say. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is the mindset part of it. So once we're now at a stage where we know who we are, we know what we have to offer, we know that there are people out there waiting to hear what we have to say, that is our why. Let's talk about the action stage now. Well, if, if I may, just to, to dot the I of, of mm -hmm. the mindset, to jump on what, what you just said. Yeah. I, I, I speak to companies outside the travel industry, which, right. which brings me in, you know, new information. And one of the groups I spoke to once upon a time of, was the Association of Chimney Sweeps. Ah. Chimney Sweeps. And that was, if you go back to the Mary Poppins days, you know, the chimney sweep is the guy mm -hmm. who cleans the chimney and the soot. Well, the, the, there are chimney sweeps today who clean out um, uh, dust tubes from your dryer. A lot of fires are yes. caused by the, the dust and the lint in your dryer vent. Okay, Mike, trust me, I need one of those. <laughs> well, well, I was speaking to these, this association. I said, your, your job is not to clean fireplaces. Right. Your job is not to clean vents. Your job is to make sure that everybody in your territory, every house in your territory mm -hmm. is safe from fire. That's your uh, job. Uh, Forget the cleaning of the fireplace. Yes. No house is going to catch fire in my territory. That's what my job is. Right. And, then, and, and how does that happen? I clean your fireplace. I clean your, your flue. But I'm going to protect our neighborhood from fire. That's my job. That's and, if your you job. Have, and if you have that mindset, mm -hmm. the money will come. And in the travel business, my job, if your uh, name, last name ends in a vowel, my job is to get you back to Italy to mm -hmm. see where it all started. Love that. And that's what I want to do. And, and I don't care who you buy it from. I don't care how you do it. I don't care what it costs. Get to Italy. You mm -hmm. owe it to your family to get. Right. You owe it to your family to take a cruise. You owe it to your family to go to Disney World. We can make that happen before your kids are too old and they forget you're who you are. Right. And that mindset, I think, will play um, uh, will be very valuable in your motivation moving forward. Mm -hmm. I agree. And if you tie that in, so that's a lot of emotional selling, right? Is selling on emotions. But if you tie that in, tie that into relationship selling. And figuring out and knowing what your superpower is, if we go back to that chimney sweep, if you tie that all in together, the sale takes care of itself. You can take the selling out of the sale by just relationship building, emotional selling, and knowing what your superpower is. Bingo. And if, if you want to sell, start selling more, mm -hmm. stop selling today. Stop. Exactly. Get rid of stop it. Stop selling. Build relationships instead. And once the trust is there, once I trust you, then you, I will do what you tell me to do. Yes. Because you're looking out for me and I trust you. Now, right. if you tell me, Mike, don't stay at that hotel, I think based on the perimeters, based on your budget, based on your family, I think you should upgrade to this hotel. It's going to mm -hmm. cost more, but I'm, trust me, you're going to like it. Right. And if I trust you, I will do what you say. Right. I agree. But you know what, though, before that even happens, though, there, you know, there are a couple of stages, I believe, needs to happen before they even reach out to you because they trust you. And you know this, and I know this, Mike, that, you know, um, showing up, right, and, and establishing yourself as an expert as well is going to allow you to do that. Now, before we go on, and I know I asked you about the action thing, but I'm going to go back to something that I read on your website, on your blog, because you and I both follow this gentleman called Jeff Walker, right? Mm -hmm. And Jeff Walker uh, talks, I mean, there are some great things that he put out there, but one thing that you referred to was talking about giving away the shop versus establishing yourself as an expert. Like how much do you give away? Because before you get to that point where someone can pick up the phone and call you 
or send you a DM in social, on social media or reply to that email that you just sent out, you have to have already been, been showing up, giving information and establishing yourself as an expert. You, do you agree? Absolutely. 100%. You call it showing up. I call it the, the biggest problem without knowing who you are, without question in my mind, your biggest single problem is that not enough people know you are alive. Uh, and if they don't know you're alive, they can't possibly do business. They can't. They don't know you exist. So don't. your job is to become, to get visible and to remain visible. Mm-hmm. Because once you're, Nicole, once you're out of sight, you're gone. You're, um, you're out of mind. Right? If you don't come back and remind me of what's going on, your, your history. Right. You're right. And, and an example I can use is that I'll, I'm going to read your mind right now, okay? I'm going to say a word that, that you're thinking. I'm going to guess the word that you're thinking of. And, and I'm going to say elephant. And you're going to say, I wasn't thinking about Yes, you are. You're thinking of an elephant right now. I know. In fact, I'm thinking of many things that can, an elephant could probably be doing right now. <laughs> right. You're thinking elephant. And, and, and yeah. while you're thinking of an elephant, you're not thinking of a violin. But now you're thinking of a violin. Right. You're not thinking when you started thinking of a violin and then there's a basket, a basketball, you stop thinking about the elephant. <laughs> yep. Well, see, you can only think of one thing at one time. And yeah. I'll tell you what to think about. Elephant, violin, basketball, Jamaica, Disneyland. I'll tell you what to think about. Yeah. But while you're thinking about it, you're not thinking about my business. I agree. And I have to keep coming back to you because elephant, violin, basketball elephant, uh, violin, uh, piano, guitar, elephant. I have to keep bringing you back because CNN, Fox News, Goodyear blimps, road signs, everybody's telling you what to think about. Right. And when they tell you, that's what you think about. Right. right. You as a professional have to come back into their world uh, on a regular basis for visibility to make sure that they feel comfortable with you, that you're the real deal, and the way you do that, which when it's time to talk about it, is my two-step marketing program, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Before right, we right. Absolutely. So, okay. So now that we, we've established that people need to show up and they need to remind folks and they need to keep reminding people that they're there, not in any sleazy, you know, 100% promotional way, but through relationship building, through storytelling, through just saying, hey, here's who I am, here's what I do, here's how I do it, and here's who I do it for. Now that they know that they have to do that, what do you, I mean, there may be several steps, but what are a couple steps that they can take in order to take action and move on from there? Well, here's, let's take the path of least resistance, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's, not, let's not be salespeople with the gift of gab, the right. salespeople who overcome objections, the salespeople who upsell, all of those negative terms, the people, the salespeople who close the sale, who wants to be closed? Nobody wants to be closed. But let's take the path of least resistance. And that is to enter the conference. Everybody talks to themselves all day long. Everybody has their own problems, their own agenda. They have their own deal. The secret is to enter the conversation that they are already having with themselves. Mm. Now, if you're thinking about paying the rent on Friday. And I say, Nicole, I have a great idea. Why don't you go to Disneyland? Well, I don't, I don't care about Disneyland. I care about paying the rent. I'm thinking about sending my kid to college. I'm thinking right. about uh, foreclosure on my house. That's what I'm thinking about. So you enter the conversation that people are already having, and chances are you can get into that conversation because I'm playing on your terms. Right. Now, the way to do that is simply to find out through a little bit of research or homework or whatever you want to call it, what you're thinking about. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you like, if you won the lottery next week, would you take that money and would you uh, fly to um, North Dakota? Probably not. Probably not. I would, th- I would be surprised if you did. But <laughs> I would suggest, right? so, so North Dakota is not it. Right. If you had some money, would you go to Jamaica? Absolutely. Whoa, wait a second. Wait a minute. Not (laughs) yes. You didn't say yes. You said absolutely. Absolutely. That's a different word altogether. So now I know, now I know what floats Nicole's boat. Right. It's not North Dakota. 
because I have a special fam trip up there. I could send you to North Dakota, but you, you don't I'm care sure, about I'm that. sure North Dakota is beautiful. Me too, me too, but <laughs> not, not with our limited funds right. or time. So I would focus on, on Jamaica now. And, and that is how I got into this business in 1984, using that exact approach, coming from the electronics industry into the travel industry. I said, okay, how can I enter the conversation people are already having with themselves so we can build a re relationship, establish trust, and I can do business with them? And I've been teaching that ever since because it worked in 80, 1984 and it's going to work 30 years from now. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. And so to go back to what you're saying about using what people are already going through to, to connect with them, because that's the beauty, right? You have to be able to connect with people. I talk a lot about reaching people where they are and not feeling that there are some things that are beneath us right? It is, here's what I want to give you, and I'm going to give you this, and I'm going to ram this down your throat. And that's not how it should be. It's about paying attention to what's, what's going on in people's lives, using the words that they use so they can relate to you, and so that you can connect with them in order for them to pick up the phone. But that takes, those are actionable steps, is what you're saying. Yes. Yep. And, okay. and, 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 and to use my exact um, example, I would walk into a corporation back in 1984 and I'd say, I'm in the travel business. Well, would, can we handle your company's travel? And they would say, not these exact words, but mm -hmm. yeah, you have a nice blue suit on. I'll give you my business. And I said, well, what kind of reason is that? I'll take the business, but that's not a very good reason. Now the next person says, yeah, I think my travel agent is a female. You're a male. I'll give it to you. Well, that's not a very good reason. I'll take it, but that's not a good reason. So I yeah. realized that the corporations back then didn't know how to select a travel agent. They had no idea. It was all, it was a personality. It was all personality. So I wrote a book said how to select, not a book, a, a report, a little paper on how to, how to do this, how to select the best corporate travel agency for your company. And here are the questions to ask all of the candidates. Mm. It wasn't about me. I was just teaching them how to interview travel professionals. Right. And here's the services that you need to be looking for that are available today to you. Here you are. Who wants it? And I sent that out to a list, and I received a lot of people who said, let me have your booklet. Mm. That told me that's the language that they're talking. They're interested. Yeah. They wouldn't ask if they weren't interested. They asked for the booklet. So then I followed up with that after they got received it. I said, are there any questions? The booklet indicated that I knew what I was talking about. It wasn't a sales piece. It was an information piece. They let me into their office. I introduced myself. The relationship kicked off. And we sold a great deal of travel as a result of that piece. Okay. That still, I strongly recommend every travel agent, if they're, whatever their niche is. Nicole, you know what a quick oil shop is? You know, a 30-minute oil change? Yeah. Sure, I do. Well, it's a franchise. Yes. Well, if I bought one, if I bought one, the first thing I would do, the first thing I would do is I'd write a booklet to teach you how to change your own oil. Because you want me to see how difficult and challenging it is so that I can come to you. Yeah, you said, I'm not going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to go blind. And I, what am I going to do with the oil after I get it out of the hole? You know, what where, I do do I, what, where do I store this? And, and not just that, it takes too long. Takes too long. So, why, hey, hey, you do it, Marsha. If you do yes. it, I'll pay you the 50 bucks. You do it. You do it. Absolutely. And, and that comes down to some of the things I talk with Travel Agent about is having a great lead magnet or something that collects lead that has a great call to action. That's Very similar right. to what, you know, that booklet that you put together. That was a great lead magnet, but it also inspired people to take action, to give you a call to go to the next step. Correct. That's, you said that perfectly. That's exactly what it was yeah. to get the ball rolling, knowing fully well that those people would fall into two categories. Right. People I could help and people I can't help. And I would let the people eliminate themselves. I mean, yes. when, when people ask me to, Mike, please take me off your mailing list. I used to be hurt. Now I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I, off my know, list. I say the same thing all the time. Guys, please unsubscribe. I would rather have 
an engaged list of 500 people than a not so much engaged list of 5,000 for several reasons. Number one, I want to be talking to the right people. Number two, I actually, as you know, Mike, with these ESPs, we pay for, you know, different levels or numbers of subscribers, right? I want to be talking to the right people. So I all lead magnets are a great way. Showing up as you authentically and giving people a chance to choose you is a great way to eliminate the folks that you don't want to work with. And I, I personally think there are many reasons why travel agents are generalists or that they do general work. But one of the reasons I find is fear. It's fear of not being chosen. It's fear of putting themselves out there to say, okay, I do destination weddings to Costa Rica only, right? That is eliminating a whole lot of people and people take that personally sometimes, right? Well, because they're human beings and that's because what we human do. Beings. You know, that's yeah. what we do. That's what we the, do. The, uh, the, the one, I don't know what chapter it was, one through four. It's one of the early chapters. I talk in my book, was, I talk about the myths, the myths of selling. And one of the myths, according to Mike, everything is just my opinion, my opinion. <laughs> that that's why that, you're here, Mike. That's why you're here. <laughs> just an opinion is that, is that you have to be able to uh, withstand rejection in sales. And I said, that's a myth. That's not true. Because I'll tell you why. Don't flatter yourself. They don't care about you. They're not rejecting right. you. Right. They're rejecting the price. They're mm -hmm. rejecting the time. They're rejecting, if I do that, I can't buy a new refrigerator, the opportunity yeah. cost. They're not rejecting you. Right. Now, they say no to you. You don't need a thick skin. They're just not ready yet. Right. And then you go and find somebody who is ready. And that's mm -hmm. the... That's the game. That's the career you're in. And too many people don't know the rules of the game. They, right. they think they have to be 10 for 10 and you're never going to be 10 you're for 10. You're never going to be. And that, that brings up a couple of different things. And I know we're going to get to results, but this is beautiful. I, I, like, I like that we're talking about this. Um, it, it brings up a couple of things. It brings up the, the conversation around competition. And it brings up the conversation around, like you said, not being chosen. It's kind of like you know, Walmart and Target are two different companies and people go to one or both for two very different reasons. There's Team Android and Team Apple for a reason, but Apple is not saying, oh, I'm not going to show up because Android's in the market and people are choosing Android and not choosing me. You are a person, but you're also a business. And so for the sake of your business, you have to show up. But it also leads to that conversation around competition, right? It's I see competition as a beautiful thing and competition can be you're on the same uh, in the same niche and competition can be obviously be you're in even if you're in two different niches your competition because my days at sandals I used to look at the cruise lines as competition right because there are there are people who are cruising not all of them and God knows but the vast majority of them are probably not sandals folks but there's a, there are a few, you know, a certain percentage that could be Sandals clients. And so I would see that as competition, but I also didn't take it personally when someone chose a cruise over a Sandals resort. No. Right. And also your competition is your house remodeling company. Exactly. You know, exactly. Do, I buy, do I buy a new TV set or do I do this? Oh, they, exactly. It's like, yeah. do, I, do I do a, a bathroom right now? Or do I go on vacation? <laughs> but yep, we it. welcome all of that. We welcome all yep. of that. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, where we go from here? I, here's, here's the problem, Nicole. After 40 years of, of, of being out in the street, you and I could talk for five days without turning this thing off. And you know what? Maybe we should, Mike. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's put it together right there. Folks, if you want to hear Mike and I talk for five days, Mike, we could turn this into a retreat. Well, we're not going to do that today. No, not today. <laughs> but, but, but see, the difference is, is that we, we know, again, it's our opinion, folks. It's our opinion, yes. but it's based on, our opinion is based on not fiction. Our right. opinion is based on our personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and conversations, Mike, because our experiences, we also have spoken to thousands and thousands of travel agents and people who are in the travel industry through workshops and, and keynotes and, and going in and out of, uh, out of their offices, having coffee and conversations with them, right? Love exactly. that. Exactly. And, and here's, a, here's a question that uh, confuses me, but not really, because people mm -hmm. are people. People are all good. They're all human. But 
but we are playing in this travel industry game on a level playing board. And the beautiful thing about our industry is you can do very well without buying. You don't have to buy a cruise ship. You don't have to buy a resort in Jamaica. You don't have to buy Disneyland. You don't have to buy an airplane. You don't have to buy it. Your inventory is zero. You don't have to buy anything. Mm -hmm. You have access to all of these beautiful products and services, and you have 7 billion people out there in the market. Right. It's all set up for you. So then the question arises, if it's all equal, how come some travel professionals have three houses one up in the hills, one down the ocean, and one in Jamaica. And the other travel agent is scrambling to pay the rent in their condo next Tuesday. Why, why is that such a, a different level? Well, let's, let, let, let's get to that because beautifully said. Because here's what I think that is. And, and let, let's wrap it up a little bit. If you're following along, we talked about mindset. We talked about getting your mind right, knowing that you are here for a reason, there are people who you need to show up for and you, it's easier than you think. Okay. Put yourself out there. Then we talk about taking action, putting the mindset together, taking action. And I think that traveling that you're talking about that has the three homes in the hills or in Jamaica or wherever, that all comes down to the results. Correct. So can you touch on that a little bit? Well, it, it, before the results, it, it has to do with action. These right. are the people who, who are doing something mm -hmm. and chances are, uh, and I have always preached this. I, I go to high schools. I say, if you want to be successful, 18-year-old person, accelerate your failure curve. Fail faster. Mm. Because Fail you're not going to go around it. You're going to go through the curve. The yeah. faster you get through the curve, the faster you're going to come out the other side. Do stuff. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you call people, write a letter, email, do boot camps. I don't care what you do. But you have to do something. And I'm okay. afraid that because you said it earlier, Nicole, people are frightened of failure. They don't do anything. They don't they're do anything. frightened of rejection, so they're not yes. doing anything. Failure is my friend, okay? Because the more reject, and this goes back to some old school marketing, right? And some grassroots marketing. It's like the more people you get through, the closer you get through a yes. The more no's you get through, the closer you get to a yes. See, see here, this is a crazy example, okay? And I'll just use this because it's, it's pertinent. You're a travel professional. Mm -hmm. You help manage people's travel. Why haven't you written an introductory letter to our incoming president of the United States and asked them to be his travel agent? Because you didn't. But why but not? He's way a, to why aim not? high. Love it. Why not? Why or the not? Mayor, the mayor of your town or, or anybody, yes. celebrity. Pick a celebrity in Hollywood and say, hey, listen, I'm the best in the business. I want to handle your travel. What, what do you have to lose except for a 34 cent stamp or whatever a stamp costs these days? Nothing. You have, Nothing. And, and, and the worst case, the worst scenario is that you're positioning yourself with the confidence to do that. Right. And most people don't have that confidence to do that. And, if, and I'm telling you, and travel professionals out there, I'm telling you, I call them flyer letters. You write letters to people and it's a flyer. You don't care. You write a letter. You say, hey, can I be your travel agent? Can I speak mm -hmm. at your conference? You don't care. You don't care if they say no. You don't, you don't care. Yes. They, you don't care about it. So, but if they say yes, you hit a home run. Why they not? Say, no, we had fun doing it. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you something funny. So I was just thinking about this earlier today because for the past week I've been saying to myself, you know, I've had great people on the podcast, including you, Mike. And I said, you know what? I'm, what do I have to lose? I would like Rick Steves on my podcast. What do I have to lose? So Rick Steves, if you're listening... <laughs> Well, here's what, hey, hey, try this one, Nicole. Try this yes. one. Okay. I, I asked my wife this. Uh, I said, if you could meet anybody in the whole world, if you could meet somebody, well, I'll ask you, if you could meet anybody in the whole world, who, who would you like to meet? Living or other no, living. Yeah, living. Yeah, it's living. Who would you like to meet? Who would like to have a cup of coffee with? Oh, my goodness. I would like to have a cup of coffee uh, with uh, Barack Obama. Let's go there. there. You, okay. Good example. Okay. Perfect. All right. I asked my wife that, and I thought she was going to say Robert Redford. I thought she was going to say um, uh, some celebrity. And she said, um, I'd like to have coffee with Barbara Bush and her husband, George. Ah. Okay? And I said, are you kidding me? And she says, no, I think I really would want to do that. So I wrote a letter to the president. He was down in Houston. And I said, I said you know, my wife would love to have coffee with you and Barbara. Now, before you do that, you have to, in sales, you have to 
identify what's known as the hook. Because a guy from New Jersey and the ex-president of the United States have nothing in common, nothing. So <laughs> I knew that. So I had to wait for the hook. And the hook was travel leaders, uh, Carlson Wagonley back then was having a, or maybe it was Asta, I don't know, was having a meeting in Spain that the president, the ex-president was speaking and I was speaking. Oh. So, so now the president, New Jersey guy, now... Speaker, the gap is closer. Speaker, speaker. Yeah. Now, now we're friends. We're goombas now because we're the speaker. So I wrote him a letter and said, George, we're going to be speaking at the same conference. Um, I'd love to buy you and your wife a cup of coffee. What do you say? What do you think I expected, Nicole? I expect, I don't think you expected an answer, right? No, no, no I didn't what expect an answer. Right. I threw it out. Who am I? I get a letter back with the, with the presidential seal on it, the ex-president, his office. Mr. Marsha, thank you so much for the kind invitation, but the president, uh, George Bush, is going to be very, very busy in Spain. He thanks you for the invitation, but, but uh, buzz off. That's what he said. <laughs> so, so I waited until we had another meeting in Las Vegas. He was at the same meeting I was speaking at. So I said, George, I got some good news for you. I said, I'm going to be at another conference with you, and I'll be able to buy that coffee for you. your second chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wrote that to him. And he writes back, and he says, nice letter. I got the letter. It says, he's busy. He's going to be busy. But bum, bum, bum. Thank you very much. No thanks. Okay. So now, now I see down in Washington, D.C., a store with all the president's pictures, photographs. So I buy a picture of George Bush, and I send it to him. And I said, George, I know you're pretty busy, but my wife wants to have coffee with you. Minimum, sign the picture, will you? And send it to her. <laughs> <laughs> so... So he did. He, he wrote Barbara a nice oh, note on the God. picture and sent it to him. Now, the story goes on. I asked the audience. That's, that's a true story, what I just told you. Absolutely true. Yes. I, said, I said, how many people here believe that if I didn't quit, I would have coffee with that man? How, and they all raised their hand. Mm. And I said to them, I say this. I, I, I don't do it. I didn't want to have, my wife was tired of it. I stopped doing it. But I could guarantee you. I could guarantee you I could have coffee with that man, Nicole. How, how could I say that? How could I be so bold to say that? Because you've proven, you've, you've had two, I would say, wins already. Okay. All right. I'm starting the relationship. Absolutely. Okay. But that wouldn't guarantee it. What would guarantee it is this. What was our common denominator? What was the hook? Spain and was it Vegas? Speakers. We were both speakers. speakers. Right, right. So what I, how could I guarantee that I have coffee with the guy? Talk about speaking. I hire him. Oh, you hired? <laughs> I hire him. I say, George, my, my kid's 12th birthday is not Saturday. Can you stop by and wish him happy birthday? He says, well, I'll be happy to do that, but it's going to cost you two, two first-class airplane tickets from Houston and $200,000, and I'll be happy to come and say happy birthday to your kid. Then, Nicole, what do I say? Did I you then counter offer? <laughs> I then decide I know what I wanted. I wanted this guy to be have coffee with my wife. That's what I wanted. I knew I could make it happen, but what I decided now was do I want to pay the price? Right. Right. Do I want to pay two hundred thousand dollars for a cup of coffee? And the answer was no. Mm -hmm. Every travel professional wants to be successful. They all want to be successful. Mm -hmm. The question I have is do they want to pay the price to make that happen? That and is a great, that, by the way, uh, I need to know what happened. Did you pay the price? No, I didn't pay the price. And my wife stopped. I never wanted to have coffee with the guy in the first place. <laughs> I tell you one thing at that price, I promise you that, you know, the ex president and his wife would travel with their own coffee, their own barista <laughs> be a whole day. Okay. Yes. I want the coffee, I want the barista, and you better fly the coffee in from Ethiopia or yep. Italy, okay? Yep, and, and he wants or, his own. Or, sorry, or Jamaica. I want Jamaica, Jamaica that's better, coffee. yes, yes, right. And don't forget the jar of M&M peanuts. He wants exactly. those. Exactly, <laughs> forget it. Butler, white girl service, all of that. Okay, so that's beautiful. So that leads us, well, to, to kind of touch on that a little bit. I love how that ties into failing faster, make, stick, being consistent, sticking to the plan. I, I love that. And, and, and talk about relationship selling as well, where you get, okay, like what's the, what's the common denominator here? I, I love that. 
But you brought up something else that says that's why some, some travel agents are more successful than others. So why don't we dive into that? Give me a couple more examples, a couple more reasons why you think some travel agents or travel professionals are more successful than others. Well, it, it, it goes back to a, a quote from uh, a name that everybody would recognize. It's Louis Pasteur, Louis, Louis, Louis Pasteur. Everybody knows Louis Pasteur. And he said, chance favors the prepared mind. Right. In other words, luck favors the prepared person. Mm. And in addition to doing more, the successful people, they put themselves in a position where they can get lucky. Now, luck, luck does come into play. I mean, there's no question about it. You can be the smartest person in the world and go broke. You need a little bit of luck. But the, the, in a football, you fall on a fumble, that's lucky. But if you were on the other side of the field, you wouldn't have fell on that fumble. Right. You had to be around the ball. You had to be around the action. Yeah. So, so an, example, an example there I had, Nicole, which I think the people will understand, uh, I live in uh, Delray Beach, which is just north of Fort Lauderdale, which is uh, where the CLIA conference always was, okay, down in Fort right. Lauderdale. And it was a Friday, and I had big plans to go to, uh, to this conference because it was only 40 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. So that morning, Friday morning, my computer broke or did something. It didn't work. So I'm underneath my desk trying to figure out how this computer works, and it's 11 o'clock. And I say, okay, I'm going to bag Clea. I'm going to fix this computer. Then I ask myself, Mike, what would you tell a travel professional if they were underneath their desk? I would say, go take a shower, put on some clothes, and get down to the trade show because that's where you belong. Yeah. So that's what I did. I walked down to the trade show, walked in. I met a, a person who I hadn't seen in three years. Actually, he was an Ask the President at the time. That led to a piece of business. Then I met the guy from Hertz. That led to two pieces of business. Yes. I rekindled an old friend of a travel agent who went on my annual cruise. He paid to go on my cruise. I had three pieces of business because I put myself around the situation. Mm. Okay? Not because I said, oh, I'm going to fix this computer and I have a good excuse not to go. You've got to become visible. You've got to get up. My 12-word marketing plan, which I wrote a special report about, if I, you could, I'll send you the link to it, Nicole. Sure. It's a 12-word marketing plan. Get up, get out, and make more people glad they know you. Uh, There's the 12 words. Get say up, that again. Say that again. Get up. You can count the words. Get up, get out, and make more people glad that they know you. Love that. And if you could definitely send that to me, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yep. We're happy to do that. Love. Absolutely. Absolutely love that. So, okay, well, that's good. And like you said, we could continue talking on for a very long time, but I just want to cover a couple other things. Okay. Please. Uh, I've been stalking your blog, just so you know, and I read something there and it said that, did you just start taking piano lessons? No, no. Someone else did. Nope. Nope, that's me. I didn't start taking piano lessons. I came back to the piano. Ah, okay. I, I, I learned that my parents sent me to piano when I was a little boy, but then I, like all little kids, you quit. Of course, I, I did too, but you know why I quit, Mike? I quit because the piano teacher kept hitting my fingers with a ruler when I got the keys <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I, Mike, I really, really wanted to learn piano, but she kept hitting my fingers with a ruler. <laughs> there's a lesson there there's a lesson there i stopped because i got tired and i didn't want to i didn't want to dance to this guy called beethoven uh. <laughs> now if billy joel was alive at the time i bet i'd still be playing the piano. <laughs> and if i wasn't getting hit on my fingers i would i would probably hopefully be yeah. playing the piano now but the i read that yeah, and it was beautifully done because the way that well let's let's talk about your piano lessons for a second so you started taking piano lessons again and you tie that into the travel business. So just in a few sentences, I thought that was pretty interesting. The title of the, of the blog was, What Does a Piano Have to Do with Building a Travel Business? It talks about focusing on effort. Um, it talks about uh, making dreams come to reality. And talk about negotiating right? So that was interesting. And I'm going to link this in the show notes as well, folks, if you want to read it. But I thought 
It was beautiful. Well, one of the one of the things that comes to mind, two things, is that you, you listen to the radio and you say, "Oh, that's a great song. I like the I love the way that sounds." So you know what you want. Yeah. But then the first time you try it, it doesn't look or sound. It, yes. it's, it's, it's not it. I mean, that's crazy. It's not even close. The timing's off. The notes are off. Everything's off. Yes. But but it's funny. It's funny how with practice, 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 mm -hmm. practice, it becomes easier inch by inch, day by day, until one day, you just don't even think about it. Yes. And it's, go, it, it's working. It's working. And that's exactly what you talked about in the blog, is how with practice, it just unfolds before your eyes. It's amazing. It's, it's yeah. almost like writing an article. You, you put it down and you go back and, wow, this is pretty good. And then the next pretty time, good. this is pretty good. Absolutely. And it gets better and better. Mm -hmm. yep. And it goes back to, and the reason why I brought it up is because it goes back to, uh, you know, a few minutes ago when we started talking about, was it the 12 word? 12 word marketing plan. 12 word marketing plan is that practice, is that showing up, is that doing it over and over again. Yep. And, and that's why I started taking a, a very quick lesson here. When I was learning how to fly an airplane, I said, I can study. I don't need to go to a school to learn how to, I'll, I'll study it. I know how to read. And I started reading the book. and I was month three and month six and in month. And he said, I'm not a pilot yet. Right. So I said, wait a second, I'm going to spend $300, go down to the Ramada Inn for two days, take a class. And on Monday, I'm going to take the test and I'll be a pilot. So I did that. I did that. And this, and I, two days, eight months of me doing it, two, two days of a, of a coach. So with the piano lesson, I can do the same thing. I go to YouTube. I can know, I can learn how to play the piano. Right. But it was taking so long, I went to a local piano teacher where I was held accountable and she gave me homework and things to do and things to progress. And within two months, I was banging out the Billy Joel tunes because right. of that coach. Because and I think the same thing holds true with, with travel. You don't need a coach, but you need somebody to help keep you accountable and moving forward, especially when times get, I just can't get this piece. Well, let's yes. take it bar by bar. Let's slow down. Let's slow down. Let's back up and let's try it again. You know, right. let's try this. And, and a little mentorship will go a long way, especially today, you mm -hmm. know, especially today because there's so much stuff going on and yeah. it's so difficult to run a business. I love that. And you talk about in the article about, you know, teaching old dog new tricks, right? Feeling overwhelmed and thinking, oh my gosh, you know, the sales techniques that Nicole and Mike are talking about. I don't know if I have the capacity to do that or showing up online and then if i have the capacity to do that or showing up on a podcast or a live video or you know you're thinking oh i'm not sure if i can learn how to do that i'm gonna say yes yes you can and it goes back to what mike said is like taking it piece by piece first the mindset part knowing that you can do it then the action part is just starting mike, yep. mike i don't know if you've heard this before someone will say well mike how did you do that how did you start a podcast? How did you start showing up online? How did you start speaking? How did you run a triathlon? Guess what? I just started. I just pressed the on button and I just started, right? Yeah, that's, that's the, do something. I yes. just, just go do something. And, yes. and the circuitous road, you don't know. I met you, I'm 71 years old and it took me 71 years to meet you, Nicole. Look I at mean, that. No, why did and, it take and, so and long? Because met, it, it was beautiful. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it, 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 things take time and they yeah. run their own course. But if you're hiding under the bed, you're not going to meet many people. No, you're not. And okay, perfect. Perfect. I love this. Okay. So let's <laughs> love, love this. Let's wrap up and let's talk about that for a second, right? Hiding, hiding under the bed and not being guided. Okay, so you have a mastermind coming up, correct? Yes, yes. in March, early in March. March. Yeah. Okay, and it's providing guidance through to travel agents. I'm going to allow you to talk about it, but I, before you do that, I want to preface it by saying that to reiterate your point is I truly believe in getting guidance. I have a coach. You have a coach. You have a coach not just for your triathlon, but your coach for your business. And I believe in... Ask, asking people for directions, but I'm not going to ask someone who has not been to where I'm going for directions to the place that I want to go. Right. right. And so with that being said, tell us a little bit about the, your mastermind that's coming up in March. Well, and I always, and you probably picked up on this earlier is that 
I, through my experience, I say, whatever you hear me say is just, just my opinion. It's, it's just my experience, my opinion. There's 15 ways to skin a cat. There's a hundred ways to skin a cat. There's Probably. a thousand ways to do something. Yeah. This is just my opinion based on my experience. Right. But I happen to be one of those guys, like you just mentioned, who, who tried stuff. When I started in 84, I charged $300 for my seminars. And everyone said, you can't charge $300. This is a travel industry. All the seminars are free. Right. And I said, I know they are. Mine is $300. And you and I talked about this. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Is that sometimes you have to say, what is this worth to me? What is the ROI? Because everything that is given to you for free is not necessarily going to move the needle. Go ahead. Well, and you want, you want them to have, I guess the term is you want them to have skin in the game. Because yeah. if, if you go to a free webinar, you're opening up mail, you're checking emails, you're doing all this stuff. If you pay 200 bucks, oh, you're you paying start listening. You're saying, yes. listen to this guy. Mm-hmm. So the mastermind, and just to make a small correction, we are not teaching per se at the right. mastermind. Okay, mm-hmm. This is not a workshop. It's not a seminar. What we're doing is we sent out a questionnaire to interested travel agents. There was the hook again. Who's interested? And the people who raised their hand filled out a questionnaire. Now we know who to, we're talking to. Okay. Then we selected, I think, we're, I think it's sold out. I think it was 29 or 30. We limited it to a number. And we're going to go down and, and for three full days, and we are going to discuss issues brought to the table by the travel agents themselves and their peers are going to help them arrive at a solution. Now, Stuart Cohen and I, we will uh, contribute when we think it's appropriate, but if we don't say two words in the three days, we'll consider it a success because the agents themselves will be meeting and friending each other and collaborating, and that's what it's all about is the people in the trenches who can identify with problems work it out amongst themselves. So that's what we're doing. And and I think I, our latest one just came in today. The, we, we limited it to 15 per session because we didn't want to be, we, we wanted one-to-one contact and we wanted a nice cohesive group. So we're limited to 15 in each of two sessions. And if anyone is interested, Nicole, not promoting this, but if they could send you or me an email, I could put them on a waiting list because I think, I think we have our 30. And okay. it's going to be, originally it was in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had to cancel twice because of COVID. Right. And then because we thought ease of entry, we moved over to Cancun and it's the same organization. We're going to the Grand uh, at Moon Palace. Okay. Love, in love Cancun it. in early, the first week of March. And I'll put all of this in, in the show note, but I like what you said in the show notes, but I like what you said about uh, travel agents helping each other. I think you and I spoke about this uh, last week. Uh, we wrapped up uh, some beautiful uh, ladies and I, a uh, collaborative effort called Refresh. Oh, you said that, yeah. Yeah, and we wrapped up the 12-week intense uh, mastermind, is what we were calling it as well, last week. We're working together yeah. in 2021, but the, tw- the intense part of it, intensive part of it, we wrapped up last week. And, you know, they said the same thing. I mean, we were on this video call and I was moved to tears several times. And we all were because the beauty about being together is that now they have their own mastermind. They've formed relationships. We've helped them, but I'm going to tell you, they've helped each other more than anything else because it goes back to, you know, one step and one foot in front of the other, just pressing that on button and just going and being inspired by others who, who are doing the same thing. So like you, I fully believe in the power of a mastermind. Years ago, in 84, it was, the, you're the competitor. I don't want to tell right. you anything I know. And it was real standoffish. Yeah. Stuart, Stuart Cohen and I, we're competitors. Mm-hmm. We, we, we compete and propose our services to the same meetings. Same thing but, here, Mike. You know, myself and those, uh, those three ladies, we're competitors, but we believe in comp- you know, being collaborative over yeah. being competitors. Yep, yep. I think we're coming, if you're not into some group, some organization or group or it doesn't have to be formal right but but you can't do it yourself these days you you need some help to carry the weight yes i agree beautiful beautiful okay so we're gonna have information on the mastermind and then we're also gonna have information on your two-step marketing strategy but i want you to just touch on that briefly uh so people know what it is but we'll have information on that as well in the show notes well the the two-step it's as simple as this it's a it could be a packing list 
It could be uh, 10 hotels in Bermuda, or, or 10 restaurants. It could be a restaurant selection in Bermuda. It could be anything that has meaningful information to somebody who might be interested in that topic. Right. How to save money when you, send, when you and your family go to Disney. Okay, an insider's tips on how to save money when you go to Disney. Um, ways to minimize your expenses when taking an ocean cruise. Um, yes. How to select the right river cruise for you and your family. It could be anything of information. And, and in the travel business, there's just millions of things. You know, safe, oh, women, women's safety on the road. I, there's, you know, 15 reminders when women are traveling alone, how to, how to keep themselves safe right. when they're away from home. And then you simply say, who's interested? And you send it out to your database and say, I have a special report. I have a checklist. I have a, a tips list on women's safety. Who would like a copy of this as a, as a gift from me? Anyone who raises their hand is telling you they're interested in the topic. Mm -hmm. Then you follow up and say, you know, you don't, you're not aggressive, not manipulative, but you follow up and say, you've had a chance to read it. Are there any questions? I'm available 24-7. Give me a call. I'd be delighted to meet with you. Next time you're downtown, please stop in the office. I'd love to meet you and buy you a cup of coffee. Right. Just tell them that you're a friendly person. Yes. And then, then, then you cultivate it. Now, right. the statistics, Nicole, 50% of salespeople quit after one try. 50% quit wow. after one try. 25% of salespeople quit after a second try. That translates to 75% of sales professionals, don't know how the game is played, they quit after one or two tries. Bingo. Sales are made after the fifth contact. Yes. So you have to be wearable. You have to be visible. You have to stay in touch with people over a series of five or more or eight or 10 contacts before they feel comfortable enough and trust you to then give, them, give you their money to go on vacation. Love that. And I, I talk about, you say five, I tell people five to eight, right? On average, Perfect. About five. It's probably close to eight to 10. Uh, absolutely. And I say, you know what, go to eight touch points because those touch points, that's what's going to allow you to form that connection. And to your point about, okay, I have this information on uh, the 10 best cruises to take for special need, with special needs children, right? Yeah. Something like that. You, you can send that out to your database, but you can also use that as a lead magnet to garner new email addresses. But if you send it out to your database and you find, you know, 30 people who are interested, you can use that as another touch point to say, okay, the ball is in your court, but you know what I would love for you to do? I'm going live on Monday at 8 p.m. to talk about this exact topic. Can you join me live there? And then that creates another touch point right? Yep. You just keep reusing and repurposing the same content in different ways to create touch points, establish yourself as an expert, show that you know what you know, and to reach the people who you are trying to work with. And the way I phrased that, Nicole, is because a lot of people don't want to go on the webinar because they're afraid that their wow. video might be seen or they have to say something and they're scared. I don't want to do this. So I say, look, hit the link, we can't see you and just eavesdrop. You can't say, I don't want you to talk. You can't talk, eavesdrop. Just listen in, listen in, in the bushes. You hide in the bushes and listen in. And that takes any fear away from them. You know, you just listen in, eavesdrop. Eavesdrop, absolutely love that. Okay, and that is your two-step marketing strategy. We're going to put some more information on, on, on that out there for people. But I love that, Mike. This has been so wonderful. Now yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. And I think we've talked now for about an hour. I mean, Mike, I may have to turn this into two different episodes. I, I don't know. I have, you know, it's, it's <laughs> after 40 years, you have a lot of stuff. You have a lot of stuff, but see, it comes from <laughs> practice. It comes from experience. And I'm sure if anyone puts you and I on a mic and, you know, on a, or on a stage and give us a mic, we could talk for a very long time. Yeah. And, and, but, but hopefully, hopefully that the, your, your audience connects with one or two little of these snippets and says, hey, yeah. I understand what the guy's talking about. Or I understand what Nicole just said. And hopefully it stimulates a little action to move forward and then yeah. take it from there. Love that. And if that does happen, Mike, if they do stimulate a little action and they want more information, like I said, I'm going to put all your information in the show notes, but where, where can they get you immediately? Like where can people find you immediately now? If they go to headfirstsales.com, they can go and there's a lot of articles and things there they can peruse. My email, if, if they want to contact me for information, Mike, easy, just my name, Mike at 
mikemarshev.com. Mike okay. at mikemarshev.com. And then there's another place that they might want to go. It's called Selling in a Box. Mm. www.sellinginabox.com. A lot of stuff, a lot of information, articles, blog posts, PowerPoint, a lot of stuff up there in Selling in a Box. Uh, that might be a good place to check out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this was lovely. Mike, thank you so much again for being here. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. We're going to have to do this again. What say we you? Can, you name it. You name yeah. it. Hopefully on a Caribbean island, maybe Jamaica. That would be very cool. <laughs> that would be on location. There's nothing that beats on location. Nothing. And I'll take you to my favorite spots in Jamaica. How about that? That's a deal. That's a That's deal. A deal. That's okay. A deal. Fantastic. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, please, please don't forget to subscribe, to share, share with a friend, please. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you again, guys. Bye. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mike.